Welcome to Calvary Church, where we are dedicated to loving God and loving people. If you want to know more about us, please check us out online at calvary.ca. Now let's check out this week's message from our lead pastor, Stephen McDonald. Welcome to episode two of our two-week mini-series called We Are Calvary, as we explore how vision can stir our faith and bring focus to what's truly important in our lives. Vision is the thing that keeps us moving forward, providing meaning to the, to the day-to-day challenges that we face within our lives. Now, today is also our annual vision offering, which we've been talking about and praying about over the last couple of months. This is a day when we, as a church, we corporately wrap our faith around this, this day at the end of May as a church family, believing God for, for big things. And we're very excited about this miracle day of generosity because it helps us to kind of propel our mission forward. So today, I'd like to challenge you to prayerfully participate. And if you're not able to do it today, then I pray that in the days to come, you'd make a pledge. You jump in there and be a part of of helping us reach our goal and to to sacrificially give something above and beyond what we normally would give in our tithes and offerings to help us reach the goal that's before us. Now, there's many ways to reach this goal today, but I want to just show you here an example of how we can do it together. This is a picture of what it might look like. Some can give hundreds, others can give thousands. No seed is too small or too big. But you know what? We all have an important part to play, and we can't do it without you. It's so important that each of us stand together at this time. And as I mentioned last week, our parking lot project now is finally done after a full year, and it looks fantastic thanks to all of you. And you know what? With last year's vision offering and our regular monthly payments, we've been able to to pay just over 40% of the overall project cost of $535,000. So so let's believe God together. Let's believe for the miracle means to pay off the remaining $317,000 over the next year or so and believe God for great things. And a little later in the service, One of our uh, amazing board members will be up to tell you a little bit more and to actually uh, pray and, and, and rally us together as we give today. But before we jump into today's message, I'd like to welcome all of you, whether you're here in the house with us today, joining us online on our live broadcast, or maybe joining us throughout the week on our Calvary uh, podcast. We're glad that you're with us and that you're spending some time here with us today. Now, For those of you that may not be aware, today is also Pentecost Sunday. This is a significant day of celebration for hundreds uh, of thousands of churches around the world. Today commemorates the birth of the Spirit-empowered church that came alive in Acts chapter 2. And there's a powerful prophetic scripture found in the book of Joel that I've always identified with. I've always seen myself as a part of this scripture, and I pray the same for each of you today, wherever you're joining us from. Joel chapter 2, verse 28 says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. 
So no matter if you feel old or young, there's something for everybody in this scripture. And when you experience the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, like they did on Pentecost, you'll never be the same in your life. But you know what? We haven't been filled with the power of the Spirit just for our own benefit. We've been filled, each of us, with great purpose and given a new vision for our lives. And that same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead now fuels the vision that God fills you with in your life. Now, last week I mentioned a word that, that I've also kind of identified with, kind of like this scripture, and it's the word visioneer. Now, visioneering is simply engineering uh, a vision. It's the, the process one follows to develop and maintain a vision in their life or in, a, in an organization. And it's that course that allows us to follow through to make our dreams a reality. Andy Stanley once wrote that vision is a clear mental picture of what could be fueled by the conviction that it should be. You know, I believe we all need God-ordained vision for each of the roles in our lives, and it needs to be clear. Whether you're a parent with a vision for your children or a CEO with a corporate vision, we're all called to develop and maintain God's unique purpose for our lives. And I've said it before, but I'll say it again, that everyone ends up somewhere in life, but it is possible to end up somewhere on purpose. You see, vision empowers you to move purposely to a predetermined direction, and it gives you a reason for getting up and showing up every day of your life. Vision-driven people are motivated people. You find me a man or a woman that, that lacks motivation, and I'll show you someone that has little or no vision in their life at all. I think vision, even as we come to this season of graduations for, for so many in their education, vision is a big part of the reason why many of you completed college or university. And a lack of vision is the reason why so many simply don't finish. You know, many years ago, I... I walked away from a successful career in graphic design and advertising to, to answer the call of God in my life to full-time ministry. And this is a, a huge step. And many people thought at the time that I was a little crazy for doing it. But you know what? I, I had to be true to what I felt God was calling me to do. And I had friends who, even in college, were cutting corners and cheating, even in Bible school, if you can imagine that. But I left something good, something that I felt was great, to pursue what I felt like was God's best for my life. And see, that's the power of vision. When that seed gets planted in your heart, you live your life differently. It affects every decision that you make. Now, here is where we kind of part company with the secular motivational gurus of our culture who tell you to drop everything and follow your dreams, to manifest the, the, the future that you desire. You see, the divine element in the vision equation for us is absolutely essential. The Bible says that we're not our own, that we've been bought with a price, and that we're called with our lives to glorify and honor God. And honoring God in, involves discovering his picture and his vision of what our lives can be and should be. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, 
created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that me, we may walk in them. So I don't want you to miss that because that's a powerful truth. Just that one kind of understanding of that statement that you are God's workmanship. You're not a mistake, whether you feel like it or not. And the next time you doubt your worth, and we all do from time to time, you need to tell yourself, I was created in Christ for good works. That means that you are a product of God's vision, and you have a very important uh, part to play. Thomas Edison said that vision without execution is delusion. You see, you and I have been created not just as dreamers, but as doers. God has a big vision for your life. And the second part of that, that verse is that, that you've been crafted for a particular purpose. And that purpose is to do good works that God has envisioned you doing, the good things he's called you to do. He, he has something for you. Wherever you are in the world, wherever you are in your life, however old you are, he has something specific for you to accomplish and to act upon. Now, Last week, we started to get into the five reasons why vision matters in our lives, and these apply to, to every role that we have. So last week, we covered the first three. We're going to jump into the next two today before we get into talking more specifically about what the vision is for our church family. So this is a, a little bit of a review. So previously on We Are Calvary, we're going we're gonna to jump into it and go through the first three again, just to bring you back up to speed. Number one, vision is key to progress. You know, without vision, we have no progress and we can't effectively move into that next chapter of our story. And it's important along the way as you make progress, whether it's big or small, that you celebrate it, that you're thankful for where God has brought you. And yet each of us need to understand that he's not finished with us yet. There's more wins to celebrate. There's more reason to live thankful and grateful lives. The second reason that vision matters is that no vision leads to die vision. Simply put, if you don't want to cease to exist or to thrive in your life, you need to have a vision for your life. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And this is true personally or corporately. Number three, vision accelerates our devotion. God's people are still God's plan for the world. But when we become distracted with non-eternal stuff, that junk begins to weigh us down and we begin living at a lower level of devotion, which in turn affects God's plan for our lives. And it's in those moments that we begin to, to seek comfort instead of mission and vision. And then let's jump into number four today. Vision stirs our faith. So important. Vision causes a, a shift in our thinking. Instead of thinking, man, there's no way that we can do that, we begin thinking, well, why not? Why can't we do that? You start thinking, why can't we love our community effectively? Why can't we transform and influence our city? Why can't we be a church filled with hope that influences not just our city, but the world? Right? Why not? Why, why, why not? If not us, then who? If not now, then, then when? That's what faith is all about. Now, the definition of faith in Scripture, 
we see in Romans 4.17 is seeing things that are not as though they were. Now last week we talked about the, the fact that vision was the art of seeing what's invisible to others. So faith is kind of like our God goggles that we strap on that we're able to see the invisible. We're able to see what God sees. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, For we walk by faith. In other words, by faith we see what he sees, not by sight, not by the, the limited vision that we have as human beings. As soon as we begin to look through the eyes of God, we see the possibilities. So there's really no limit to, to what God can do in our church, in our community, our city, and even in our nation. Why? Because our faith is not based on our own ability to accomplish these things, but our faith rests in his ability. You see, vision stirs our faith. And then number five, vision, it actually brings us together. Even in our diversity, culturally, economically, denominationally, even with all our different opinions and personalities, vision is like getting on the same bus together and heading in the same direction. You know, the late pastor, theologian, and Christian apologist Timothy Keller once said, a common vision can unite people of, uh, of very different temperaments, very different types of people. So whether you attend the Mandarin campus, whether you join us online, whether you're here and are, are part of our main campus, it's our vision that unites us together as one family. Ephesians 2.14 says, For he himself is our peace, who has made uh, both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. You know what? Unity is where God lives, where God works. And it's in that place where God commands his blessing. Different people, different backgrounds, different races, different ages, men and women, different politics. His, his vision supersedes it all to bring us together, and it creates great strength. You see, when we get a vision from the king of kings, all that petty, insignificant foolishness begins to, to fall away from us. Now, for clarity, I think it's important to understand the difference between mission and vision. Because many confuse the two. So mission, like as a church, our mission is really unchanging. It was set by Jesus himself in the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. And for us, we, we say uh, that our mission here at Calvary is to love God and to love people while leading them to become fully devoted followers of Christ. But our vision is a little different. See, our vision is contextual. It's how we fulfill our mission in our culture and in our community and in the day that we're living in. And it's, it's, it's how we uh, kind of identify and articulate what we believe and see for the future. And the how we do it is different for every church, and it looks different for every church. So let's talk specifically about our church family. Let's talk about the church we see in Christ, our vision here for Calvary Church. Now, for some of you, this, this will reinforce what you've already committed your life to. For others that are new, it will give you a chance to understand who we are 
and where we're headed so that we can walk together. First thing is, is we are a church that keeps moving forward. We're not a church content to, to stay where we are. We have a holy dissatisfaction. We know that in him, there's always more, always room to grow, always room to, to develop, to stretch our faith. Job 17 verse 9 says, the righteous shall move onward and forward. Those with pure hearts shall become stronger and stronger. We are a church where every member is a minister, young and old, equipped as disciples, all serving on teams, all using our God-given gifts and abilities to serve the Creator and to serve one another. Calvary is a, a multicultural, multi-campus church of small groups, providing care and connection, getting bigger and smaller at the same time. And we don't let our differences uh, divide us. Our, our differences are something that we celebrate here at the church. We are a church of dreamers and doers, filled with faith and ready to risk our, our comfort for the cause of the kingdom. In other words, we'll do anything short of sin to reach people for Jesus and to bring hope to the hopeless. We are a church that expresses life. Sometimes we need to stir ourselves up to truly demonstrate what he's done within us. We are a spirit-empowered church that, that knows how to celebrate and, and worship God with passion. And we do this through the arts. We love to, to express ourselves through drama, through dance, through music. All of these things allow us to convey the gospel, gospel to the culture around us. Calvary is encouraging, it's exciting, it's full of life. And we're a church that, that really is extravagant in its generosity towards God and towards one another. A great example of that is today, our vision offering. Every year we come together to, to give extravagantly. You can also see this in our small groups, as people love and care for one another in times of need. So we express life within this church through our time, through our talent, and through our treasure. We are a church that is young and young at heart. Again, that covers us all, right? Regardless of how we're feeling some mornings. May God always help us to, to be an intergenerational church, cheering on and supporting our kids and our students so that they'll always know when they turn around that were forever in their corner. We were a church filled with children who are the church of today, not just the church of tomorrow. It's very important. We understand that, that God has called them as those next generation leaders. Calvary is a church that actively makes a place for our young people to be all that they've been called to be. We are a church filled with honor, where the wisdom of one generation and the passion of the next are celebrated in one place, all together. We are a church that is missions-minded. Your mission could be on the other side of the ocean. Your mission could be on the other side of the, the hedge or the fence in your backyard. We are a church big enough to reach the world, but small enough to still feel like home. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, But you shall receive power. 
when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. We love our community. We love our city, our nation, and the nations of the world. And you know what? It's reflected in everything that we do, in how we plan, in how we deploy our resources, and how we pray. Now, this all may lead uh, us to a very similar question. What does that mean for me? What can I do? Well, here's my 3P answer to to what can you do. The first thing we can do is to to pray for our church. Pray for leaders to to be developed and deployed. Pray for the multiplication of, of small groups and meaningful relationships. Pray for our kids and our students, for our unity. Listen, nothing can stop us when we serve together, worship together, give together, and pray together. As a matter of fact, we we need to be praying on a regular basis. That's why we have our fireside prayer night. So important. We've seen throughout the year how beneficial that has been as we've come together to corporately pray. The second P in that answer is to protect the unity of our church. Within your circle of relationships, within your small group, I want to challenge you to stay on guard against divisive words and those who feel like they've got the gift of criticism. I've met a few people like that. I've got the gift of criticism. I I don't think so, right? You need to be very careful who you surround yourself with. Always believe for the best before you default and believe the worst. And the final one, plan to give towards church progress. You know what? Vision doesn't go anywhere without provision. And when you consistently give, it allows us to keep reaching people for Christ. Loving God, loving people, loving life. We are Calvary. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for the vision that you've placed in our lives for the mission that you've given us to focus on, to to reach this world, to love the the people that that you've given your life for. And I pray that you would help us to, to stay focused, to keep the vision clear so that those within our church and those that continue to join us can actively run with it and do what you've called them to do. I pray for the sharpening of vision within our marriages, within our families. Uh, so that we can be effective in everything that you've called us to do. I speak a special blessing today on everyone who is sacrificially giving in this moment on our Vision Offering Sunday as we believe you today for a miracle. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God's best, Calvary.